1: Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash business Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to find itself on the lists of the best podcasts to listen to and is gaining recognition as a great, you know, wonderful resource for small business owners, entrepreneurs, sales and marketing professionals. Um, we are delighted that we have been uh, recognized by organizations like Inc.com, MSNBC's Your Business, uh, Fit Small Business, People First. Uh, and it really, I have to say, is because of the guests who have agreed to come on they have expertise in a variety of business areas and they share that expertise with all of you so that you can get the answers you need and be more successful. Today, we um, are honored and thrilled to have such a person with us. Our guest today is Andrew Lermsider Andrew knows the exact steps needed to rapidly increase the sales of any company selling a product or service online. Andrew, a renowned marketing and conversion expert, has been featured on the cover of Response Magazine, interviewed in Entrepreneur, and appeared on top business podcasts like Entrepreneur on Fire, and now this one. He advises small and large companies around the world in every sector imaginable. His techniques are responsible for generating over $600 million online. Thanks so much for spending time with me today, Andrew.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Glad glad to be on the show and, and glad now this will be the, you know, other edition of a top business podcast that I've been on. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, I That was a good little throw in. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, cool. thanks. <laughs> I thought of it earlier, you know, when I was reading your bio. Um, so I, I love that we're talking about marketing and um, really uh, effortless, which you know, I find interesting because I, you know, this is just something, I think marketing is the thing that small business owners struggle with the most, unless they are marketing people, right? Unless they own a marketing company. I think this, this whole subject just so much has changed. There's so much going on. There's so many um, experts telling them what to do that I, I, right. I think they just, yeah. no one knows really where to go and yeah. what to do and spend time and money.
2: Yeah. And, and it's, a, and it's, you know, and it's so critical today to actually be a marketer in, in any size business but small businesses, especially it's just a, uh, it's a necessary, you know, tool and uh, that's how you grow and scale your business. So uh, it's definitely uh, more important than ever.
1: Yeah, no kidding. So why do you think most companies get stuck growing online, growing their business online?
2: I think a lot of it is is they have a bad experience. And again, this is for small businesses, not not businesses that are reliant on growing their businesses online. Businesses that You know, have been able to grow offline using whether it's direct mail or they have a retail shop and people come in and, you know, word of mouth type of marketing, whenever they try internet marketing, um, they've just had a bad experience. They've had some snake oil salesmen tell them about SEO. That's going to get their rank, you know, their website ranked in Google and it doesn't work. Or they try some ads on Google or today ads on Facebook and it doesn't work right. And then they're like, well, this whole internet thing doesn't work. And you know, look, you and I both know this internet thing is—it's uh, not a thing anymore. It's—it is—it's it <laughs> is, it's real, and it's a way of doing business. And uh, and certainly, as a younger generation, you know, starts coming into your being your customers and buying things, you have to understand and know the importance of communicating to them and in front of them. Um, I would say that the big thing that I find companies miss is that they think it's a one and done on the marketing. So they think just because they showed an ad to someone and then someone clicked it and they didn't take that action, whether it was to sign up for a coupon or discount or to purchase the item or to call your business, whatever, whatever your your business model might be. If that doesn't work in that one touch point, they just kind of think, well, this doesn't work. So the rea- this doesn't work. The reality is, is you need to have multiple, touch points and you need to be following up with people. It's like the the old adage they said on uh, TV commercials and I and I've done a bunch of stuff on TV. It takes about seven times for someone to see a commercial before they kind of remember what the product is, the service is or for uh, something to call and place an order for it. Seven times, you know, so when someone is new to your business and they see your ads online and your company online, it's not just a one and done. You need to have follow-up marketing in place to take the people that have seen it and follow up with them with the emails, additional advertising. And that's where the power of the internet, you can actually do that very efficiently
1: today. Okay. That is interesting. Now, I want to ask you a question about frequency because I hear exactly what you're saying. And and believe me, I totally get it. You, You have to be in it for the long haul. Marketing takes time you're, you're making an impression on people and they have so much information coming at them that, you you know, you have to be willing to, uh, you know, keep getting yourself out there. But is there like, is there such a thing as too much?
2: You know, (sighs) I, I think that too much if you're providing poor information and you're not providing information that has value and you keep repeating the same thing over and over, such as companies that are like, buy my product, buy my product, and they have mm-hmm. nothing else to say but that, sure, it becomes too much and becomes annoying. But if you actually provide your consumers with value and good information, I think too much is very difficult to do.
1: Okay. Right? All right. Quality. Yeah, Right, right, right. Okay. So, uh, I guess my question is, what does that look like? So, if somebody's listening right. and they're like, "Okay, quality," like what? Right. Like, okay. right,
2: right. So, let's say you're you're selling a product um, that helps people start a business online, right? So. Okay. You you may want to provide that person information and free information. Maybe it's a report or a video that gives someone like the three first steps that you would take to starting your business, and that might be you know how to find a really good name, looking online and using some services that can tell you if the domain name is available, if the. Facebook account is available. There's some great tools for that, right? So that might be step one. Step two might be or you know, your product that you want to sell. So you can give people some basic steps and they're like, okay, that's helpful information. Well, now you can follow up back with those people, right? Through email, if you captured their email, you can follow up back with Okay, well, now step four might be to do this. And by the way, here's a great little trick to do this. So you're providing good value and information. And along with that, you could be saying, oh, by the way, I sell a course that will walk you through the entire process. And here's how my course works. And this is what the course is. And someone takes a look at that. And they have the opportunity to buy and maybe your follow up marketing might be, hey, here's a discount to buy it. I really want you to try it. Come into it. And if they don't, maybe you'd follow them up with another great piece of helpful information so that you're constantly showing that person that you're engaged. You have the solution to what they're looking for. And so that you have that chance to be at the right place at the right time. You know, if you're not in front of people, it's very hard to be in the right place at the right time. But again, it's just about, again, whatever your product or service is, you have to figure out how to provide value. If you have a retail store, you know, then offering coupons, discounts, telling them what other customers think, you know, testimonials are a great way that someone can maybe identify with your business and hear what other people think to bring them in. And people like to read that stuff. So giving them maybe an article that doesn't have anything to do with your company, maybe say, Hey, you know, we saw this really great report on this and we thought you might be interested, you know, doing that, you create a lot of great goodwill. I would look at with your customers. And then you have a reason to stay in front of them all the time and pepper in what you're trying to sell
1: and they want you to stay
2: in front of them right because you're providing value Yeah. yeah you're providing great value so i think that's that's where that balance becomes of good value and just whatever your product or service is there are always things you can be informing your customers about which by the way at the same time when you're doing the value you also show your business as an authority at what it does so you're kind of accomplishing two things you you show that you're an expert and at the same time you're showing like wow you're really helping people and people appreciate that and that's how you cut through a lot of the clutter and that's how you stand out from the crowd
1: that's fabulous that also sounds like it requires a a well thought out strategy is that fair
2: I I would say so. Yes. <laughs> you definitely need to map things out. You can't just you can't just aimlessly throw things out there, but you can have an initial communication sequence, right? It could be like a welcome to your business and then There's another email that goes out with your base piece of content that you would want to share with anyone who's getting to know you. And then you can have another piece of content that would also work for everyone that you're, again, you're trying to get to know you. And you can have an automated sequence in email, and you can even do that in your your advertising as well. That goes out and you can use a simple tool like a MailChimp that will automate that communication for you once you capture someone's email and they go on your list. And then as you go and you come up with new things, you can just be adding that communication. So you don't need to come out of the gate, you know, having 10 or 15 different things to tell people. You can start off with three or four, you know, have that kind of mapped out what you want to tell them the first communication the second the third and the fourth and give yourself a little bit of a start and then just keep kind of building and adding on to it that sequence doesn't need to start out like i have you know businesses where we've had sequences that communicate with people on email it might go out for months and months and it could be 120 emails on it right we didn't start with 120 we started off with three and then each day or every week, we added a different one, a different one, and if you turn around and you know, some period of time, you have a whole built-out sequence of communications.
1: That's terrific. Thank you. That that yeah, I, I really appreciate that because I think that's part of what gets people overwhelmed as they think, oh, you know, uh, what I have to sit yeah. down and create this whole thing.
2: No, you don't. You don't. And, I, and there's so, you know, with the technology today, um, and I'm not a, I will say, I'm not a big MailChimp fan from the standpoint of it. It's a great system. It's a little bit flat in terms of email communication. Um, I think today there's, there's a lot more sophistication that's needed and it's better to use. But um, systems like MailChimp and many other more sophisticated uh, platforms from emailing, let's say, they have templates built in. So, or you can look online and look for your business, your type of business that you're in and look for a series of emails or communication that someone's already got out there. So that's the thing where I think people feel like they need to recreate the wheel, but you know, there's a lot of content that's out there. If you already look and say, Oh, I need a welcome series. I have a chiropractic business and I want to have like emails that go out to my customers and I need a series of emails. If you look in Google, you will find a series of emails that are specifically for chiropractic business. Chances are whatever you're thinking you need to create, someone's already done it and they've already posted it out and you maybe can pay a small fee to get it, or they might even just share it and you can just actually get it, change the copy a little bit for your business and it's kind of done. Nice.
1: So what is question-based marketing?
2: Ah, <laughs> it's like the anti selling. So, question based marketing is what a doctor does, right? When a doctor sits down with you, he asks you questions. He's diagnosing. And when he's done diagnosing, he provides you a prescription based on the information you told him. So, if I was talking with you and I was asking you about your business, I might say, well, how's your podcast going? You would answer, you know, whatever the question. And I would ask you more, well, how many downloads do you have? And I would start understanding. And, you know, where would you like to get your business to? How many downloads would you like to have in six months from now? And I would start asking questions. And, you know, as this was a, a diagnosing type of situation, you would answer the questions and once you are doing that as from a selling standpoint, if you're asking the questions, by the time you're done, if you do a good job at question-based marketing, you're really finding out your customers telling you what they want and you're able per- to provide them exactly what they want versus what you think they want, which is a lot of times we do in marketing, but like, well, we think this is what they want. But if you just listen a little bit and ask the right questions, they'll gladly tell you exactly what they're looking for.
1: Thanks for that. I, I, I really wanted you to explain it because I am a firm believer in discovery and not exactly. telling people stuff until you know where they are. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's hard. You know, you know, the biggest trick to the question based type of marketing and especially if you're in a selling environment of a one on one or even a group selling is really just not taking over the conversation and really like asking your questions and pausing and let the person answer and you not trying to answer for them of what you think they're going to say just it's very hard we all all, i'm terribly guilty of it when i do that and i stop it's amazing what people will really tell you and share with you and then you really understand the core of what they need and then you can provide the right solution for them
1: and then they're really hearing you
2: yeah. Yeah. The connection becomes so much stronger too when selling it. And then it's kind of like, you're not really selling. If you do it right, right it's no selling. <laughs> so, I have clients that I consult with in in their sales teams where we'll go through and they might be selling like a, could be a $10,000 type of product. And they ask a lot of questions, a lot of questions. And then they get to the person to the point at the end of it all where the The person they're selling to or asking the questions to is so like, you understand exactly what I need that by the end, they, they ask the question of, would you like me to help you solve your problem? Now that's the only sales thing that's in there. And the person says, yes, I would. Great. Here's how it works. So you never really asked for the sale. You asked for a lot of questions. You asked for permission.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Gosh, thanks. <laughs> I love that. And it's I think people stuff. need to hear it more and more. It, it is. It is. So, speaking of permission, yes. um, talk to me about lists. So, you know, the couple things that I want to know is the importance of, you know, building lists of customers and prospects, but sure. also um, what your take is on buying lists.
2: Okay. So the importance of building a list is just so critical. I mean, you know, if you have a list of your types of prospects and customers, you always have the opportunity to message back to them to generate revenue. I mean, that's it's like a really unique thing. Like if you have a retail store and people come in and, and that's all the business is based on. You can't necessarily always control the people coming in. If like, you know, I'm going to run a sale right now and I want to click a button and I want 50 people to walk through your, my store. You can't do that. But online, if you have a list, you can set up an email and set up a promotion and offer a product that you have at a discount, run a sale, whatever it might be, and generate revenue with a click of a button. So a list is very important. And that, like you said, also from the prospect side of someone you're trying to warm up to become a customer and also from generating more revenue from your existing customers. And that's, and that's crucial in online marketing. Um, In terms of buying a list, that's a very, very tricky thing. I am not a huge fan of buying lists because You just, unless you really know the source and they're a trusted broker or it's a JV type of situation, a joint venture type of situation where you both know one another, um, I am not a huge fan in going out and buying lists. Most people get burned in those situations and it does not work out very well.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, That's why I I had a feeling that that's where you were going to go with that. I I don't like it either. I think you want to, Build your list of people who want to be engaging with you, and because you're providing value, right? And and just going out there and buying a list, you have no idea who those people are, what those companies are, if they, and and it you could actually, you know, it could it could backfire on you, right? Exactly, making people angry.
2: Exactly, because you really. don't really have permission and i think with all the laws that are changing now and gdpr and all these um different things that are going on and everything needing to be a little bit more you know the privacy needs to be respected of people and opt-in forms now changing around people are being a lot more compliant and and i think you know ultimately that's better for the consumer and it's better for businesses that do it the right way um and when you're buying lists you, you you don't really know where it came from and you you can definitely cause damage to your brand again unless you're doing it on a different level and you're dealing with sophisticated list brokers but buying small lists is not a good idea form a jv deal form a joint venture deal with someone else that does something maybe similar to what you do or that maybe you guys have a synergistic type of customer base and maybe you can mail their offer they mail yours, you have each the opportunity to build one another's list or build a new fresh list, you create good ads and run things inside Facebook, build a group, build up, you know, a fan page, put out some content and, and build your list organically
1: that way. Oh, those are great suggestions. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, Facebook groups, so- a great way to build a list. If you want a good, good little hat- hack of a great angle right now, then fantastic way to build a list is form a Facebook group. You can have a private group and, um, or even public groups, that's fine. But as part of the group to join, people need to, you ask like a pre-filtering question. You don't just keep it that anyone can just click a button and join. If it's, let's say a group on a specific topic of, you know, how to start a podcast, you can have a group, people can come into it, And then as part of the group, you have to give your email and your name to join the group. Now you built the list.
1: Interesting, I love that. Okay, that's great. Now, speaking of something like that, talk to me some about user experience when it comes to being online because I I would think that that this user experience, it's really about any way you're impacting or dealing with interacting, I guess is the word I'm looking for, your customer base and your prospect base online. Yeah,
2: that's it's, okay. it's critical. So use, user experiences, right? So how someone is experiencing your brand or let's say your your website or your business, and it really could also, with stemming down now to even the way they're experiencing your social media channels. Um, these are all points of communication where you're you're showing people who your brand is and you're also in user experience is very critical that's one of, one of the things I focus on with a lot of clients because that's where your conversion points are right so if you go to a website and you have a bad user experience what do we all do we leave and chances are we don't come back again so it's like you, know, you have a you know the the first impression to make a great impression. If you don't do a good job, where someone comes to your site and they just they find it confusing, they don't understand what you're offering, um, they don't find it that it is a quality product, um, they don't find it credible. Someone will leave. There's just too many options today, so you you lose people's attention. And the real big point um, when you're dealing with user experience is mobile because the, you know, the game has changed. 70% of traffic that's coming to websites is mobile. And a mobile experience is very different than a desktop experience. The the website needs to interact differently. The speed at which a website loads has to be much quicker. Um, The interaction itself, you know, when we're at a computer and we're using a mouse, we interact differently versus when we're on our phones, right? So I've, I've been invited to Facebook's headquarters in Menlo Park for some, some really big businesses that we grew and they wanted to kind of uh, give us some private tours and work closely with us and had some of their top teams with us explaining what they've dissected about the user today on Facebook. When I say Facebook, that includes Instagram. It's that they call it Facebook. Thumb stopping, right? So we're on our phone and we're scrolling with our thumb. And if we find something interesting, we stop with our thumb and then we look to engage. If your website does not give the reason for someone to scroll with their thumb and it doesn't give them the reason to stop with their thumb to maybe click and engage, you lose people. So it's really, really important. User experience is everything today.
1: It's, um, I have noticed that this is a place where a lot of businesses fall down. And I wonder if it's because they are looking at things through their own lens of what is streamlined and what is easy, you know, what makes their life easier as opposed to going through the process as a user to see 100%. whether it's Right.
2: Oh. Yes, yes. We, you know, look, we're all guilty of that. You know, we're like, oh, I think that's yeah. great and I really like that. Well, that may not be your customer. And maybe you're so close to it that you don't really see that that was confusing and that was difficult and it just didn't feel right. It just didn't have that right experience. The, the best thing to do is, you know, this is a little test that I tell people to do take your website walk into a store, could be a a person, a cashier at a counter. And if they're not busy, obviously, and walk up and hold your phone and say, do you know what this website does? And if that person can pick up your phone and look, and they can get a base idea of what that website does and that business does quickly, then you're, then you're definitely in the right direction. And you can ask them, what do you think of this? Is that some place you would buy? Is it seem easy to move around? Like you, you have to sometimes ask strangers. I mean, obviously it needs to be someone that would be your audience, right? Or your demographic in some yeah. way. But getting outside experience. And there's some, there's some really good tools for that. Um, there's a site and it's not up anymore, but they actually list, um, they list a company that actually does what they used to do. I used to use this site called Feedback Army. And what we would do is we would put inside um, when we were designing a new site or when I came in, I come in and look at a, um, a new client site look at that. And then we would buy reviews from user experience, like experts. And you would just come in and you'd pay, it was very inexpensive. You could pay, you're able to pay like $30 and get like 15, 20 people from around the world in like a 24 to 48 hour period. And you can ask them like five or six questions. Hey, what'd you think of the website? Did it load quickly? Um, Did you understand what it did? Did it feel credible? What else would you suggest we do? And you get these outside opinions. And when you start seeing the same theme over and over with Hmm. people who are not familiar with business telling you that, oh, this wasn't good. I didn't get this. You know, you have things that you need to address. So on that site, and and maybe actually while we're talking, I can try to pull up what the link was. It's a great tool and you can pay for it and just get reviews from outside parties that are impartial and they'll, they'll tell you what's really going on.
1: Like wow, it. that is fascinating. I had no okay. idea.
2: Yeah, userinput.io. User that is user. one of the sites. Yeah. I know. Okay. No. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay, so hang on for one second. I get, I'm going to do a sponsor break, and then I have some more questions for you. Okay. Okay. Accel, Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash business growth, you get one free audiobook and a one month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are Transform Your Company by Alex Varobiev and The Irresistible Consultant's Guide to Winning Clients by David A. Fields. So visit Audibletrial.com/slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Andrew Lurmsider about how to get your digital marketing unstuck and grow faster. So um, we talked about mobile and It's it's interesting. Um, I think a lot of people think that as long as their website comes up on a phone, they're good. But but that's not, you know, when we talk about user experience, right? That's not really the case.
2: No. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you the big. I'll give you the really big one. That that where most businesses truly fail is the speed in which their site loads, especially on mobile. Um, I've tested this on massive levels, spending millions and millions of dollars a month on advertising. Um, when I went to this, this invite that I had to Facebook's headquarters, one of the things they had done is they had analyzed our business and we're, we're pretty good at what, we're, what we do and we understand the speed thing. And they were showing us that, the difference on speed in mobile was so important because what's happening is on a mobile device, people aren't necessarily accessing your website from Wi-Fi connection. They're accessing, and we think maybe it's, you know, LTE or this, you know, super high speed. They're really accessing at about 3G speed, which is not very quick. And if your site is not properly mobile optimized, it loads very slow. So Here's, a, here's an example of what happens. You go and you see an advertisement inside Facebook and a person clicks the ad and then you're waiting for that page to load and it doesn't load quick enough. What do you do? You just go right back to what you're doing. You don't even get it. Yeah. Give the av- advertiser a chance to show their website. So they had showed us that we were losing about 40% of the people who had clicked on our ads. They had actually left before the website loaded because it was loading too slow. Now, no one gets a hundred percent. That's not a real number. 25% is maybe a good number. So we went back in and we had really optimized and we were doing a much better job than our competitors, but we wanted to do better. And we went in and we made these changes. And what really happened in the end was we got down to that, let's say that lower number of the 25%, but we actually decreased our advertising co- cost substantially because the reality was we paid for that person to click the ad, but they actually never saw our website. So but oh. we paid for that. So it's a costly, costly mistake. So just as you no know, matter what you're doing, whether you're getting traffic because somehow you're ranked in Google or someone shared with their friend, like, hey, it's is a great company, I've bought their products before. And then a person goes to open your website and it doesn't load fast enough. Look, we live in an, a- I like to look at it as an ADD society. We have no yeah. patience. We move very <laughs> quickly. And if something doesn't load quick, we're out just as quickly. And we never even gave that person a chance to tell us their story.
1: Boy, that's so true. And I never thought about the financial impact of that, that they're clicking on it. So you're paying for that click, Oh yeah. but they're never actually seeing it.
2: Oh yeah so it's, uh, wow. it's not a small thing it's a very wow. very big thing i've had um if you want another speed thing that i'll I'll tell you in a or sure. website conversion optimization thing so you know and and i don't know for your audience and i'll I'm more than happy to explain it you know website conversions are you know, people come to your website and someone the conversion is someone taking that action, let's just say, that you want. So it might be to put in their email, to sign up for a newsletter, or it might be if you run an e-commerce business, the conversion of someone going and making a purchase on your website. And when you're dealing on the internet, you're dealing with conversion points that are a very small number. So the average e-commerce website converts at let's say two percent, right? So for every hundred people that come to your website two people are gonna buy. Well, if you can get your conversions up to 3%, that's three people buying. Well, it's not a 1% increase, it's a 50% increase. And when you can increase the conversions on your website, which are drastically affected by speed, as we just discussed, and the user experience, you can increase your conversions and at the same time, decrease your advertising cost. Well. One of the things that happens with businesses when you're running online, you're doing paid advertising in Google or Facebook, you might get stuck at a point where you're running ads and you're converting customers for X amount of dollars and you kind of can't do any better. There's only a limited amount of traffic because you're only willing to pay a certain dollar amount. If you increase your conversions and increase your speed, you all of a sudden open up more traffic opportunities. So as an example, in one of my businesses, we were doing very, very well, but we wanted to improve our conversions. And we made a bunch of changes on the site and we got the site to convert about 15% better. But what wound up happening was, it opened up the traffic to Google and Facebook, increased the amount of traffic we were able to buy at the goal we were looking to buy the traffic for, By like 40%. So, small changes in conversions on the funnier site, you know, or within the process of the funnel and people signing up, give you the ability to buy more advertising, maybe at the same cost, maybe even at a lower cost, and you can really scale your business. So, that all has to do with, like we said, the user experience. And the key one for me today is, you know, once you get past your message is clear and it seems credible. It's the speed of the site really makes a huge difference.
1: Wow. I, I, I can say, I never would have thought of that. I can certainly see it when you explain it. But I I never would have thought of speed as you know how fast it loads as a as an issue.
2: Yep. Yep. There's a great. Uh-huh. I'll give you another great free tool you can use for that. Google has a tool called a uh, Google Test My Website. And you can put your website inside there. It will run a mobile speed test on your site and it will tell you what they estimate, how much traffic you're losing on your website uh, from a mobile standpoint because your site is loading too slow. And then they'll kind of tell you some of
1: the things that you can do to fix it. Awesome. So speaking of tools, um, I'm curious about something because, you know, before when we were talking about, yeah, it takes a strategy, but you don't have to have everything You know, all together at once. If if people are listening and they're thinking, "Wow, okay, I get it," but it still seems like it's a lot of stuff. Is is there a like a productivity tool that you like?
2: From a productivity standpoint, I use a tool tool called Things, and it just tracks because I'm a Mac user and and it's on my phone and it tracks my like to do lists and keeps track of different projects that I'm working on. But it's not a it's not a timely type of thing, but what I, I really, when I'm working in deeper projects with clients and we're managing teams of people, and it really is, there are more projects that need to get done in a certain amount of time, and then you're trying to manage other people, using a tool like Basecamp or Asana, those are great like kind of project management that kind of take to-do lists and, and bring it to a little bit more sophisticated level where you can also track other people's progress on what they need to do.
1: Okay, Asana
2: is cool. a great one because it's free and it really does a lot. So that's that's an awesome one. Basecamp's a little bit more sophisticated, but there's a fee to it, but you cannot go wrong with Asana.
1: Nice. Okay. Um, do you, is there is there anything in marketing that, you see um, it's like gaining steam like in online marketing. Is there anything that maybe was sort of in its infancy or that you feel like is something people should really be paying attention to? Like last year, it seemed like video was a huge thing. Yeah, And I'm imagining it still is, but I'm just curious if there's anything else people should get ready to embrace.
2: Yeah. Well, video was going to be one of my things because it's, it's not going away. It's only becoming more and more. Um, and I think that in order to please Facebook, um, certainly, uh, Facebook is so powerful and so important in your marketing. They really reward you for running advertisements with video and posts that have video. So video, um, really needs to become part of any company's repertoire of what they do. So that was definitely going to be one. And then number two, um, you know, chatbots are a very, very interesting area. Um, it's been a hot topic for a little while. People thought they were going away. They're they're definitely not going away. Um, Facebook's not going to allow it to go away. And there's some really incredible things that can be done with Facebook um, and Facebook Messenger with chatbots. And there's some really amazing tools that are are really kind of free. Um, Many chat, chat fuel that allow you to build um, these messenger chatbots. And I think there's about 1.2 billion or 1.3 billion people that are actively using uh, Facebook Messenger. And it's a very, very interesting way for people to communicate and businesses to communicate with their customers um, from providing content to selling products to answering questions. It's become, uh, it's become a really, really key component in companies that are being a little bit more progressive and you know, companies that don't pay attention. They're going to be playing a major catch-up.
1: Okay. Will you, will, you talk, will you explain to the people who have, have never heard of this what you're... I have. I know exactly yep. what you're talking about. Um, sure. And so I find it really interesting that, that, that this is, you know, sort of a leading edge sort of thing, but I think there are people listening who they might've even experienced it and not realized that they have. So w- will you talk some about what chatbots are and how people are using it with their marketing?
2: Sure. So we'll, let's, we'll use like the base one, the Domino's, the Domino's pizza one. If you went to Domino's pizza fan page on Facebook and you click the button to message them, it's going to open up Facebook Messenger. You know, just like you talk to your friends through Facebook Messenger. When you come inside there, it's going to say, you know, hey, welcome to Domino's Pizza. Are you looking to place an order? Are you looking to check the status of an existing order? Or you have another question? And you just click the buttons and you can literally order your pizza through their Messenger chatbot. And it's not like there's a human being sitting behind it. It's all connected to their computer system. Just like when you order on their website, it's just integrated into the chatbot. So people are using chatbots and there's, like I said, these great tools that allow you to build very simplistic chatbots or very sophisticated chatbots really for the base plans are, are free um, if you want to get a little more sophisticated with them, they excuse me, sophisticated, they're like maybe $10 a month, like I said, many chat and chat fuel, but it really just allows people, you know, where if someone interacts with your brand and it's like, Hey, this is Angela Irmside, or thanks for coming by, you know, my page. Um, you have a question about marketing? Yes or no. And a person clicks. Yes, I do. Great. Um, You have a question about your website, your email. Are you looking to grow your business? Oh, my question's about website. Excellent. So do you have a website right now? Yes, I do. You know, so you can literally take Hmm. people down paths using these chatbots and you're providing that person the specific information that they're looking for. And it's such a cool cool thing to do because in the end you're giving the customer what they're looking for versus just kind of like general messaging on a topic so it's very 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 helpful and people not expecting it to be a real human being standing behind it they understand that it's a computer that's giving them answers based on what they're inputting
1: and you know and I I had someone on the podcast Gosh, maybe a couple months ago, it was probably uh, probably longer than that, time flies, who was talking about AI, and chatbots are one of the things he was talking about, and that these chatbots actually learn how people are asking questions. So, you know, you set it up with, okay, here's the answer, and here's six questions, here's six ways someone could ask the question that that's the answer for. But as time goes on, the chatbot learns other ways that people could be asking the question in order to be able to give them the answer
2: absolutely absolutely they're they're, they're 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 really really amazing and they can really learn as you go we we built one out for one of our companies to handle customer service and it was a very very big system that we built out but as we built it we started seeing that people are asking all different kinds of questions and the chatbot didn't know what the answers were. So we had like kind of stock answers that it would give back when it kind of seemed stumped. And we would just go in and, you know, we would just start to say, okay, when someone asks this, you know, hey, you can give this kind of answer and this kind of answer. And you start educating the AI behind it. And it starts to learn, and it starts to figure out, and knows it knows what people meant, and it knows how to give the right information back. It's um, it's really incredible.
1: Yeah, and we've only
2: tu- we've only touched on it, and reality. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: really it's very, very crazy. Um you know, some people really embrace this whole idea and some people want to, you know, run to a bunker and never <laughs> go out. <so. laughs>
2: you know, you want to build your business or do you want to go out of yeah. business? You know, so yeah. I'm not saying you can't do everything. It's, it's so many, you know, there's always a new shiny object, uh, you know, a new angle and a new thing, but this yes. this this type of you know communication is is only getting stronger. From what I understand, and I am I have not been there. I've traveled a lot around the world. I have not been to China, um, but from what I understand, they really do everything through WeChat, and that's really even when they're in physical stores, they're using to make purchases. They're using their messenger app to do everything. Buying stuff online, buying stuff in person, communicating everything. And this is where things are definitely moving.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow. So crazy. So um, if you were talking to someone who, you know, they were new to business or they were new to this, this whole idea of online and they wanted to build their business online. What would you tell them, like, where do they start?
2: So obviously it all depends on what type of business, right? So you're gonna build a website and you're gonna sell a product or service online. Um, Well, Let's say if you're gonna sell a physical product online, I would tell you to go look at Shopify. Shopify is an incredible, incredible e-commerce platform. They have amazing step-by-step training showing someone who's never built a business online how to build an online store. Um, They'll even help you find drop ship products so that you can have tons of products in your business without having to buy inventory and how to set up what Actually, looks like a really nice-looking website with credit card processing and everything all done. So that's a great place I would look. They have great training in universities there on, you know, what to do and how you set it all up. If you were going to set up a digital business and you are going to sell some sort of training or something along those lines, I would again look from the platform level and maybe look at a system like a ClickFunnels where everything's kind of all built in and it's really built on information marketing. And they have also great training. They have templates, they have all sorts of stuff that make building your business um, for someone who's never done it before so much easier. You know, for I've been doing this for many, many years and we, we've, we've always had to build things from scratch um, and we look today, I mean, I'm going back into a business I used to do many years ago um, in a skincare line that I'm looking to do. And we had to build all these crazy e-commerce platforms. And it was just super, super sophisticated. And it took a lot of manpower and technology and programmers and designers and all these things. And today, it's so much easier. What took us 10 people before takes one person today because the platforms wow. just make things easier and better much better yeah
1: and 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 don't you feel like so they did all the coding right they did everything it's sort of plug and play you can you can drag and drop stuff in right and so you can make it yours you can make it look like yours but you don't have to have all of that knowledge about what's going on on the back end
2: Yeah, you just you exactly. You don't need to be a programmer, you know, or a coder, you know, whatever you want to refer to them as. You don't have to be
1: that anymore.
2: You can have a vision and drag and drop it to life.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is a different world. Yep, that is for sure.
2: So that so that's where I would look. You know, it's always starting from there because all of those platforms have great training on how to use them. And they have really good training to get the newbie who doesn't know what to do, how to get them from point A to point B. Within that, obviously there are, you know, as you know, phenomenal, um, I think education providers online today, but I think if you start there and not confuse yourself, you, you have a good point to maybe, uh, get things off the ground.
1: That's awesome. Okay. That, that's great. Um, and you take it one step at a time, right? Like get the website up and then. Yeah,
2: yeah, website. right. I, I, I like to say this to people. Yeah, How do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time, right? <laughs> one bite at yeah. a time. Steps, steps at a time, like you were saying with the emails earlier. You know, if you created, you know, three emails, you know, at the beginning, and then each week you added one new one, well, you know, at the ending of the month, you'd have seven emails. And the ending All of right. the following month, you'd have 11 emails, and all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, you know, doesn't sound so, you know, now it doesn't sound so daunting. But if I told you, hey, you need to come up with 11 emails today, yeah. you'd be like, oh, my God, that's just too much. No, but if you do it a little yeah. bit at a time, you'll get there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And I find that um, what people do is they, they look at this, projects so to speak and they say oh i don't even know where to begin this thing's so big i'm not and i always have to say to them you know you don't get from here to there instantly nobody does right it doesn't matter where you're going or what you're doing it doesn't you don't like this isn't i dream of genie you don't blink your eyes and all of a sudden bang you're there you have to go through the process you have to go through the steps
2: exactly exactly yeah. that's that's the that's the whole thing and and that by the way that's for every business you know because with yeah. anything even you know look I've, like i said i've done this a long time i've built a lot of businesses online i have a few new ones that uh, i'm starting and i know how to get there much much faster and cut that time down but there's still so many nuances that you just have to learn and the only way you learn is you just kind of get in there and do it um, you know don't worry about I, I i like this expression i don't always stick to it to myself i would say because i i tend to be a bit of a perfectionist but you know version 1.0 is better than version 0.0 right
1: <laughs> yeah it's true so
2: right. just getting something out there and it doesn't have to be perfect that's that's your start and you get yeah. to perfect right i'm sure your podcast when you started wasn't perfect and over time it keeps getting better and better and better and better it's it's a process
1: it really is it real anything is really and we have to be willing to be patient and and let it go through that and as you said not have it be perfect there really is no such thing as perfect
2: no just get it out there just get yeah. it out there and that's that's the the first thing. When you can do that and you get it out and that creates momentum. And when you have momentum, then you can keep going. And that's that's the trick to keep, especially for people starting new businesses. You know, they get excited and they're ready to go and rah-rah, and then they get overwhelmed or whatever that might be, and then they lose that momentum you've got to catch momentum and momentum is what really drives things and keep that momentum moving. And that's, you know, it's hard, but it's, it, a lot of it comes from just trying to keep things a little bit more simple and don't overcomplicate it.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Wow, no. Andrew, I, I have so enjoyed this conversation, and, and I took so many notes with the things that, you know, now I have, I'm going to find some time, and I'm going to go <laughs> look <laughs> this stuff up. So great. Thank you so much for um, being with me and sharing this information with everyone. I think it's really valuable.
2: My pleasure, for sure. Will you
1: tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and what you got going on? And Yeah, I mean, I...
2: Sure. I mean, my, the best place to follow me for content that I put out and I love, like uh, as we've spoke, I like to share the knowledge and information um, is really on my Instagram page. So if you want to uh, Instagram, you want to Andrew Lurmsider.com. That's a that's a great place to find me. Um if people and I'm typically dealing with pretty substantial businesses, seven and eight and nine figure businesses on a consulting side, people can come to my website and go to andrew or bookwithandrew.com. But I think the the good place for most people to get a lot of value and, and find out what things I'm talking about is going to my Instagram page.
1: Oh, that's great. Thank you. I'm gonna go follow you in, in just a couple minutes. Um, Perfect. So thank you again. And thank you to our listeners. Uh, you folks are, you know, what we're doing this for. So thanks for tuning in. I'd also like to thank our sponsor. Uh, remember uh, to get a free trial and a free audiobook from audible.com. Just go to audibletrial.com slash business growth to sign up, continue to prosper and be curious And until we meet again on another episode of accelerate your business growth goodbye and good day
2: how much do you understand the future of finance i'm jim roos a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast banking transform where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology join me as i interview industry experts